Hello and welcome to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs, writer and mostly sensible habit maker. This week's episode inspiration comes from a chat I had with a business buddy of mine. She does some hardcore, deep level mind palace training for a living. Business people pay her a lot of money for her to help clear their success blocks and change their mindset. Where's my stance on this? Yeah, I'm in two minds. I absolutely believe in the power of intent and positivity. I also believe that you can teach that and that people can benefit from paying for those services. However, the mindset and manifestation industry is rife with sharks, and that's something that irks me. But really, a lot of industries are rife with sharks. Weight loss, fertility, small business training, Instagram marketing. So it's probably more of a buyer beware situation than anything else. So what does the science say? This subject has been so hard to research, mainly because many people are set to gain a lot of money if they can prove or tweak the science to suit their own purpose. But that's kind of the way everything works. After sifting through metaphorical piles of garbage, I came across Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. So she coined the term fixed mindset and growth mindset. And her primary question in her 40 years of research has largely centered around children, which is obviously an excellent place to start. She noticed and continues to notice that some children shrink back from challenges and give up in the face of obstacles, while others avidly seek challenges and become even more invested in the face of obstacles. So she's dedicated her life's research to figuring out if we're born this way, nurtured this way, and whether there's anything we can do to fix it. What drew me to Dweck's work is that she's been trying to answer the same question for 40 years. And I bloody love a scientist who gets that answers in matters of the mind are often fluid. You can certainly come up with a general hypothesis and have it proven with like studies and test groups, but she knows that it doesn't apply to everyone and that things can change. So what is this all about? Simply put, our mindset shapes our beliefs in accomplishing something. The two categories of fixed versus growth create the basis of how most people behave. People with fixed mindset believe they're born naturally gifted at doing some things and are incapable of doing others, whereas people with growth mindset believe they can achieve anything if they try hard enough. So people in the latter group continue to grow through their lives, acquiring new skills without reservation and actively engaging in their relationships. The other group do not. Dweck is also quick to point out that these mindsets are not binary. Most people are mainly fixed or growth mindset in most areas, but almost all of us have areas where we are the opposite. And I can hear a lot of you at home saying, I have a growth mindset in all areas. Thank you very much. And I must admit, I thought the same thing when I read that. But how often have you said something like, oh, I'm not a runner or I'm terrible at maths or I'm just shocking at remembering things like I've literally said all of those things in my life. Let me tell you a story. I once got 100% on an advanced maths test in year 12 that was on statistics, and I still identify as someone who isn't good at maths. Isn't that bananas? Do you want to know the weird reason behind why I got that score? I didn't study harder for that test, nor did I have some special aptitude for statistics. At the time, I worked in a newsagent on the weekends from the age of 14 until I was about 22. It was the same newsagent that whole time. 
Early on when I started working there, the subtotal button on the cash register broke. So this meant that the change wasn't displayed on the screen. So I either had to use a calculator or work it out in my head. The calculator took too long. So I got really good at figuring out change in my head. Money is all percentages. $5 is 50% of $10. $80 is 80% of $100. And for some reason, that area of my brain was accidentally activated enough for me to apply that logic to a maths test that I consequently got 100% on. So even though that's a test of one, that's a pretty good indicator that I'm not bad at maths. I just don't stick it out enough. Back in my early 20s, I was the champion at bill splitting. I could figure out what everyone owed before the check even hit the table. Now... I'd have to think really hard about adding 10% to $100. This story isn't about mindset. It's about proving what I thought about myself and maths is wrong. It's my mindset that's been holding me back, not my ability. Despite my self-talk and fixed mindset around my mathematical abilities, a weird series of events led to an increase in exposure and subsequent success in the area of maths. This hasn't by any means changed the way I feel about maths. I still don't particularly like maths, but it's interesting to know that it's almost certainly my fixed mindset about maths and not my inability. I might've been amazing at maths if I had a growth mindset towards it. So let's bring this back to children and have a look at what's happening there and how we can apply this to adulthood. A lot of parents or teachers say, praise the effort, not the outcome. Dweck says that's wrong. Praise the effort that led to the outcome or learning progress. So you tie the praise to that. It's not just effort, but strategy. So the difference is supporting the learning outcome, not the effort in isolation. Effective teachers who actually have classrooms full of children with a growth mindset are always supporting children's learning strategies and showing how these strategies are the things that create success. However, Dweck now has a new line of research showing that the way a parent reacts to a child's failure conveys a mindset to a child regardless of the parent's mindset. So if parents react to their child's failures as though there's something negative, they might reassure the child, well, no, not everyone can be good at maths. Don't worry, you're good at other things. The child gets it that, no, this is important and it's fixed. The child is developing a fixed mindset, even though the parent has a growth mindset. But if the parent reacts to a child's failure as though it's something that enhances learning, asking, well, okay, what is this teaching us? Where should we go next? Should we talk to the teacher about how we can learn this better? Then the child comes to understand that abilities can be developed. So what's truly alarming is that Dweck claims you can see evidence of fixed mindset as young as four years old. That's kind of when mindsets start becoming evident where some kids appear to be very upset when they make a mistake or get criticized and fall into a helpless place. This is when children become able to evaluate themselves. Dweck conducted a longitudinal, I had to Google what that means, and in this instant it means running lengthwise, which meant the research was over a longer period of time, this longitudinal project with the University of Chicago, where they taped mother-child interactions. What they found was that the more praise was process-orientated, not a ton, just where the greater proportion of the praise was process praise versus outcome praise, the more these children had a growth mindset and a high desire for challenge five years later when they were in second grade. So instead of saying, yay, you put the lid back on the jar, praise like, 
I love the way you tried different ways of putting the lid on the jar is a more growth mindset way of saying it. And forgive that example. My kid is two. She has very basic skills and they're still very exciting to us. The question at this point is, can we unfix a fixed mindset? And the answer is yes. So Dweck developed some online workshops aimed at adolescents and the results showed that when they taught students a growth mindset, many of them regained their motivation to learn and achieved higher grades, especially students who had been struggling or students who have been laboring under a negative stereotype about their own abilities. Funnily enough, though, when they did this research, they kind of had to lie to the high schoolers and not tell them they were doing a study so as not to skew the results because teenagers are so naturally contrarian, they didn't want them knowing that they were doing a study. Instead, they pitched it as a collaborative thing where they needed their help to prove some more positive theories about teenagers. So after all of that, here are two things that we can do as adults to change our mindset. We can change our mindset when we change our language. So when we lose that promotion or competition, or we had a different outcome to the one we were expecting, instead of giving up and saying, oh, well, wasn't meant for us, we can change our language. How can I do this better next time? What can I do to tweak this so I'm not doing the same thing again? Is this what I really want? So come up with some scripts for yourself. I am big into scripts at the moment. I've been following little big feelings. Actually, I think it's big little feelings. It's definitely big little feelings. And I recently bought one of their courses that saved us a few weeks ago when our kid decided to pole vault out of her cot and we had to move her to a big kid bed with zero lead up or preparation. That was fun. Thanks, kid. They said to come up with a script of what to say when your kid gets out of bed and just keep repeating that phrase. We went with, it's time to go to bed. I love you. Good night. And eventually she'd figure out it was bedtime and lay down in bed. And holy shit, did I lean into that advice when I was bleary eyed at 2am and freaking out. I even wrote it on a post-it note and stuck it to her door. So I'd remember it at 2am when she inevitably came wailing into our room. So I reckon if a toddler can get it, we can too. So whenever you get negative feedback or you didn't get a job that you wanted, come up with a script that isn't, oh my God, you're such a loser. No one likes you. I like the first one I mentioned, how can I do this better next time? If I get a book proposal rejection, I say, how can I do this better next time? If I get some negative, but probably kind of true feedback, I say to myself, how can I do this better next time? If I don't meet my fitness goals for that month or quarter, I ask myself, how can I do this better next time? If I totally drop the ball on something that was important to me, how can I do this better next time? You get the picture. Before we move on to the next point, I just want to let you know that I have a Mastering Your Mindset workbook available on Patreon this week. You can join for $5 US or $7 Australian to grab your copy. And don't forget, you will also get access to all of my other workbooks, guides, and resource lists. The second thing we need is good mentors. It's been proven time and time again that you are far more likely to succeed in breaking bad habits when you don't spend time with people who have those bad habits. You know, like kids whose parents smoke are twice as likely to smoke themselves. We truly are who we hang around with. You want a real life example? I used to be a social smoker, not a pack a day, nip out at lunchtime smoker. I was a once a week pound 10 cigarettes with a bottle of wine on my friend's balcony and thoroughly regret it the next day kind of smoker. Still a smoker, though. 
I also hate sharing that. I'm extremely not proud of it, but it's important to share that stuff. Otherwise, what's the point in talking about self-improvement if I've like literally never improved anything? Anyway, I decided I wanted to quit, but one of my best mates still smoked and I hung out with her all the time. I waited until she went overseas for a few months and I quit then. When she came back, I was happily able to sit with her and have a few glasses of wine without smoking. So in terms of mindset, we really do need good mentors. Dweck noticed that babies who are raised by growth mindset parents are more likely to want to help and comfort other babies and babies who are raised by fixed mindset parents are more likely to be bothered and upset by the crying of other babies. We literally absorb what is around us. So we have two choices when it comes to surrounding ourselves with good mentors. We can ditch anyone who doesn't serve our mission of self-betterment. This one is really tempting and effective, but often not particularly kind or practical. The second thing we can do is just be honest with ourselves and have more awareness of the people around us and how they affect us. This might mean loving your best mate, but choosing not to take on board her constant self-loathing talk. It might mean having one or two drinks with your mates and then leaving them to party on while you go home for a cup of tea. It might mean meeting new people that inspire and lift you up. So yeah, I'm not terribly woo, but I absolutely believe in mindset and I think it's very useful and scientifically proven tool that can help you live an ace life. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs. You can find me on Instagram at Very Excellent Habits, and you can also email me contact at carlyjacobs.com. You can also record a question for me to answer on the show at speakpipe.com forward slash Very Excellent Habits. You guys are still being slack on this. I get lots of written episode requests, but I never get any calls. And if you're looking for a good deed to do this week, please take a moment and call the show. It will make me extremely, extremely happy. Also, don't forget the Mastering Your Mindset workbook that is available on Patreon. You can join for $5 US or $7 AU and grab your copy. You also get access to all of my other stuff in there. There's workbooks and guides and resource lists. The world's your oyster. Also, please don't forget to leave a review. It's in your amazing hands to help me achieve my goal of getting lots and lots of reviews. <laughs> Do you feel powerful? You should. You just need to go to the show page for Very Excellent Habits, not the episode page, and scroll to the bottom and leave a review. Until next time, remember, little habits, big life. Big life.